0: hi this is jeff and this is steve from the 12a podcast where we talk entertainment and movies under a budget listen to us at four-eyedradio.com. and now enjoy our friends on this next podcast
1: starfleet escape podcast prepare for launch in three two one enjoy the ride Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe.
0: This is episode number 28, and is being recorded on September 5th, 2013. Today's topic, In the Mirror Soundly, an introspective on Enterprises' In a Mirror Darkly, and the original series, Mirror, Mirror. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric.
1: And possibly joining us later is Marty.
0: Via Beeman. (laughs)
1: This episode is brought to you by America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the Four Eyed Radio Network. For high-quality business cards, flyers, banners, cut vinyl and more, visit AmericaJoy.com. Hello,
0: Aaron. Hello, Eric.
1: How's it going? Not too bad. How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. Kind of a stressful work week, but it's almost over. At least it was a four-day work week Mm -hmm. and not a five-day one.
1: Yeah, it could uh could have been a lot worse.
0: <laughs> Did you do anything fun over Labor Day?
1: I had to help paint a house in Rhode Island.
0: That does not sound like fun. No. <laughs> 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 uh
1: besides that, I got engaged.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Well, that's but that's a pretty good weekend. That's pretty memorable.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't uh, sound too excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a um a long time in the making. Uh, we've me and my fiance have been dating for almost six years, uh, so it's it's time has come.
0: Yeah, well, so. congratulations. Thank you.
1: And yourself, did you do anything over the holiday?
0: Yeah, just kind of uh, hung out uh, on Sunday. My one of my coworkers invited me to a kind of a cookout that they had going on, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, Monday was a nice day off, and yeah. So I, I just like being off of work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no, I hear you.
0: So let's get into the news. Let's do it. So the um, the first one that I found, it's kind of, I don't mean to start the episode off on a sa- sad note, but um Star Trek author Anne Crispin is losing her battle with cancer. Uh, so Star Trek.com, she posted her, kind of her goodbye to the fans, um, She's saying that she doesn't really have a lot of time left and, you know, wants everyone to kind of send her off and, you know, try to give her some well wishes. Uh, so she wrote uh, the novel Sarek, okay. uh, Yesterday's Sun*, and Time for Yesterday. So three really good Spock novels mm. uh, that I think a lot of people have enjoyed in the past. Right. So yeah, so they're they're just gonna be they're gonna be collecting messages for her as as she moves on.
1: So next, IDW's Star Trek number one gets the motion book treatment. So IDW has teamed up with Madefire. The Madefire process turns each adventure into a unique and immersive experience, uh, essentially animating a comic book's pages and uh, complementing them with uh, authentic sounds.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. I've, um, I've never seen one of these.
1: I've seen on YouTube someone uh, create a motion comic huh uh, I don't know if it's the same as this process or if it's different if someone just took what maybe this company did and uh, uploaded it to YouTube um, but okay. it def- it sounds uh, interesting.
0: I've seen motion comics in the past from other franchises mm-hmm. and they're actually pretty cool so I've never seen a Star Trek one and I'd, I'd be interested to see when this comes out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Me too. Um, there are three different uh, books that are going to be getting this treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first one already came out. And I, I think they are going to run a $1.99 in the iTunes
0: store. That's not too bad. Yeah. I paid pretty much that for every issue of when the first movie came out, the mm-hmm. Countdown with uh, Nero, that comic. Right. Mm-hmm. I bought every one of that, and it wasn't motion. It was just the comic. So mm. I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So rumor has it that Benedict Cumberbatch will be starring in the new installment of Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound really excited, Aaron.
1: Yeah. Well, one, I'm not really a Star Wars fan. Boo. <laughs> and... um I mean, I I think it's cool. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, obviously. He's not married to the Star Trek franchise, and neither is J.J. Abrams, which if he does join the cast of Star Wars, he'll be reuniting with Abrams.
0: And Abrams likes to do this with a lot of his projects. He likes to use the same actors Mm -hmm. and use them for other projects. So this isn't really surprising, but it kind of is because it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's really awesome in Sherlock. Mm -hmm. So this will probably get all the ladies to Star Wars.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose you're right. Um
0: hey I uh, if Tumblr is any indication, <laughs> ladies love the cumberbatch.
1: <laughs> I'll take your word on it. Um, so George Takei will be receiving with okay okay, it's okay to be to k yes'll be receiving an award from the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force at the 17th Annual Miami Recognition Dinner to be held November 9th in Miami, Florida.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We had a story with Takei a couple or a couple episodes ago. He was right. going to be the Grand Marshal in... What was that?
1: Uh, it was some beer... The
0: beer drinking. Oh, the Oktoberfest thing.
1: Yeah, in, in Cincinnati. Or the,
0: the Cincinnati Fest. Yeah. Well, he's getting around.
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone <laughs> loves him, I think. I mean, I follow his post on Facebook. and Me too. Uh, he, he He always posts a lot of funny, um, mostly funny uh, pictures, but, you know, some serious things. But uh, it's enjoyable to see what he posts.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of friends of mine, they repost his stuff and share it. So he's got a great sense of humor. So mm-hmm. good for him. Next, before we kind of get into would you buy it, Mm -hmm. I have uh, kind of a little product thing to share. Uh, One of my friends on Twitter, John Shearer, or Shearer 2313 he is selling a 1976 Star Trek Super Phaser 2 Target game. And it's kind of cool. I posted the links to the pictures in our show notes, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, also down below on the next page, right. but the box has a little wear on it. It's still intact. The phaser works, and I guess it's kind of like a phaser targeting game. You set up okay. these targets. One of them has a Klingon warbird as one of the targets, mm-hmm. and you can you know shoot it from a distance, and it's kind of awesome.
1: So, are there projectiles that come out of this?
0: Or? No, it is a light gun. Okay. So the phaser actually shoots out like a laser or a beam of light, and you have to hit the target. And I guess it'll make a sound or something when you hit it. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of cool for the for 1976. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't realize they had that kind of technology back then. Sure, they did. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, a, yeah. I'm not as old as you, Eric. <laughs>
0: Uh, One year. So. <laughs> but uh, he's asking $70 for it plus shipping. Mm-hmm. And the only other one he can find online is being listed for 100 So it seems like a good deal. And he yeah. said the price isn't set in stone. So okay. it's negotiable.
1: Yeah, uh, these things are always intrigue me. Except, you know, the older uh, merchandise. Mm-hmm. But I can never get my hands on any of it except for uh, I have this old uh,
0: record from... Yeah, I think we talked about that in our merchandise show.
1: Yeah, and that's the oldest uh, piece of Star Trek merchandise that I have. So something like this is cool. I, I don't know if I can shell out the, the money for it, though.
0: Yeah, I think it would be cool, too, but I'm saving for things. And right. Yeah, uh, otherwise I would have bought it. But right. But maybe one of our... Uh, generous listeners out there will have a use for it. It looks cool. I love the box art.
1: Yeah, I was was just going to say, I like how they have that... uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of that species, but the one that has... That's black on one side, white on the other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: those guys.
0: I don't know why they'd be totally shooting one of those guys, because...
1: Well, there were only two of their species left. Yeah, so...
0: They're probably just shooting like Frank Gorshin or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know if, <laughs> if that's him. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. So, cool.
1: So, next, Eric, our yes. co host, will be co hosting on the Dr. Sci Fi podcast episode 28. Woohoo! Is Power Rangers sci fi?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> But it, we're, it's kind of a, our celebration for uh, the 20th anniversary of Power Rangers.
1: Awesome. I'm looking forward to listening to this. At the time of the recording of this episode, it isn't out yet. But when it comes out, it will be...
0: Already out.
1: Already out. When our episode comes out, it will have been out a couple of days already. Yeah. So you can get the link from our show notes, uh, but it's bit.ly slash Zero to eight.
0: or you can probably go to drsci-fi.com and right. find it there. Ah, yeah. so <laughs> we love fine Star Trek contest is still open for voting mm-hmm. until nine seventeen, and Aaron, you've got a couple designs on yep, there. Yep,
1: yep. I, I promise this will be the last time that <laughs> I uh, plug this. Uh, But, yeah, uh, if you guys can give me a five vote, that will be awesome. I'll have a link to my designs in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, support me, please.
0: Yeah, I think these (laughs) designs are really great, and a lot of them aren't in this contest, so Mm -hmm. hopefully people recognize the fine quality that you've put together. Oh, thank you. And that I I was not able. So, everyone, support Aaron, please. <laughs> next time. Yeah, next time. Because this is their second Star Trek contest, so I'm sure they're going to have another one coming up.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Probably in a few months. So. Yeah. Now, would you buy it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you already bought it? <laughs> no, not yet. Is this going to
1: be for your new house? I think it might be. Be the new rug for my office.
0: Oh, crap, I just gave it away. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we've got is the officially licensed Star Trek Enterprise NCC-1701 rug. And it looks it, awesome.
1: It does look awesome. Uh, it measures 39.4 inches by 71.5 inches. Non-skid backing, made of 100% polyester pile, and it looks uh, pretty awesome. If they had a next-gen one, I would totally jump on it.
0: Yeah, I would love to see them do all of the ships, at least all of the main ships. (coughs) Uh Uh-oh, what do we got? We've got a beam in! Sorry about being late, boys.
1: Welcome to the escape pod. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind
2: of uh, vacuumous outside. Well, <laughs> well, we have plenty of air. Anyways, nice. I am sorry for being late. There's a reason, and uh, I won't get too much into it, but my mother just told me uh, she's getting married.
0: Oh, wow. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Or not really. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy
2: about it for
0: her. But okay. just uh. Actually, uh, you,
1: this morning your mother liked my engagement status on Facebook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I talked to her
2: about that, and she's like, "Yeah, I know. I, I said that, you know."
1: Great. Oh man, maybe we'll get married on the like same time. Great. Uh, <laughs> I,
2: hope does, I hope that doesn't happen because I would like to actually go to both of yours.
1: Uh, that's that's very true. Maybe so, uh, a wedding. So, uh,
2: have you picked who the best man is yet? Um. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the me, Eric. Um, it could be Jamie.
1: Jamie, my boss? No, your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So anyways,
2: sorry to interrupt in the middle of thought or your talking, but uh, I just had to stay and talk to her that, you know, that's a little bit more important, I guess. I I suppose, yeah.
0: (laughs) Just a tad. Thank God we were able to get the transwarp beaming technology sorted out so that you could be here. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're just talking about uh, Star Trek rugs.
2: Rugs. Oh yes, I'm gonna need one. Are you talking about the Shatna type, or
0: <laughs> we're talking about the floor type? I'm, jo- I'm joking. <laughs> you know that. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week's would you buy it is the Enterprise floor rug yeah, from I, Think Geek. World I saw it earlier,
2: but Think I see it. It's nice. Yeah, but I don't know if I would get that. I'd rather pay sixty nine bucks and buy like a DVD set or. Or, you know, maybe a, a model. I'd like to do a model, because if you get one, that's that price usually with the lights and stuff. So I don't know if I get the
0: rug. Mm. I might get it just because it's really cool, and I need a rug. So oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that's the best choice.
1: If, if you're going to get a rug, get a Star Trek rug.
0: Yes. Yeah, if you have a Star Trek room. I would buy it.
1: I would buy it as well.
0: Uh, that's going to be a no from me.
1: No. No. All
2: right. <laughs> rug. <laughs> oh, no rug. It still gets two out of
1: three, so that's... Uh...
0: Yeah. Two, two out of three ain't bad.
1: So next, our main topic, the mirror universe, as depicted in Enterprise and the original series.
2: Mm-hmm. I am very surprised. Eric did not do the goatee.
0: I really didn't have time. I've got a really thick beard going. So. Yeah, I
2: did too until last night, and I said, "Merry universe" would mean the opposite. And I'm normally with either a beard or the goatee, so I went <laughs> nice and clean shaved.
1: Ah, I see. Well, the only ones that really have the goatee <laughs> are the Vulcans. Yeah, they go from no goatee to having a goatee. Thankfully, not their female Vulcans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thankfully, thank God. <laughs>
1: that would have been <laughs> weird to see there. DePaul with a, with a goatee. No,
2: they have the underarm um, pair. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, you left the goatee, so you must be a Vul- Vulcan. Very logical. He's always a Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He wouldn't know a good time if it bit him in the ass. No,
1: <laughs> so uh, here's some backstory on the Terran Empire. Mm-hmm. So it was a repressive interstellar government dominated by the Terrans from Earth and the mirror universe.
2: Where else would you you get Terrans? uh,
1: Other planets. (laughs) I
2: guess. It's all all in the way you look at it. Anyways, go ahead. So the
1: Empire was ruled by Terror, with its Imperial Starfleet acting as its Iron Fist and Starfleet officers were promoted by killing superiors that did not follow the rules of the Empire torture was common form of interrogation and the Empire was the counterpart of the Prime Universe's United Earth and United Federation of Planet governments Mm -hmm. the exact age of the Empire is unclear but Archer states that the Empire existed for centuries as of 2155
2: I'm going to guess that it has something close to the um, what happened during World War II, the idea that if it went wrong, because um, if you notice in that Enterprise um, start, it has Hitler's armies. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and they invaded um, New York Square. Exactly. Yeah. I think that might be the divergence point.
2: Yeah. And it goes from being Nazi Germans to basically totalitarian Earth. Earth,
0: Yeah. Well, the alternate credit sequence for Enterprise... Was uh, awesome. Yeah, it it was great. It hints at these events that kind of led to the Terran Empire. So even the text, even the title change, it went from white to black, which I thought was really cool. And the new credits uh, depict World War II troops, American troops marching into Paris, a squadron of Stutkas, an atomic bomb... Aerial carpet bombings, submarine firing a torpedo, a different moon landing yep. with the Terran Empire logo. Mm-hmm. Which
2: which there, it gives it to you right there. It would have been in the late 60s, maybe the 70s. Yep. Yeah, it was the Terran Empire already.
0: Yep. And then a destruction of the Cleon Bird of Prey and a battle between the Enterprise and the Zindi. Yep. So that's kind of cool. I like that they went and took the time to change the credits. Okay.
2: Yeah, and then at the end, it showed the the knife through earth.
0: Yeah, it showed that symbol.
2: Yeah, I like that symbol. I thought that was a cool symbol. Right. Yeah, it's
0: p- part of the great uh, graphic design of the 60s, yeah. the original series.
1: Right. It's slightly different from the original series' depiction. Mm-hmm. I believe in the original series, it only showed the uh, Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in the... In the updated version for Enterprise, it showed all of... Oh, yeah.
0: They actually took that from the United Earth logo that they used in Enterprise. Mm -hmm. So they kind of merged those two together.
2: It was a great thing, though. It was a great design, great idea. They went with it well, too, how they merged the whole idea of having... Which one was it? The Defiant?
1: Yeah, In that
2: episode, yeah. Right. That was great.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) why don't we get into... Discussing In a Mirror Darkly parts 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So, this is the first chronological depiction of the Mirror Universe, and it's a, a sequel, or I guess a prequel uh, well, to it's, the. It's,
0: it's a sequel to The Tholian Web because we find out what happens to the Defiant, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a prequel to Mirror Mirror. So, it's a prequel right. and a sequel to two Whoa, original just blew series. Whoa, it my mind. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> it blew my mind when it first came out. I was like, what? Is it a pre-sequel or is it a C prequel? A pre-sequel. There you go. <laughs> I have no idea.
2: George Lucas hasn't even thought of this yet. I'm just kidding.
0: And nor do we want him to. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <He's> done. <laughs> In uh,
1: 2155, the ISS Enterprise, under the command of Maximilian Forrest, was the (laughs) flagship of the Empire's Starfleet. In January of that year, Commander Archer mutinied against Forrest in order to take the ship into Tholian space to capture the USS Defiant a hundred years more advanced than... And in the wrong dimension. And in the wrong dimension. So it, it, it traveled through a spatial interface from the year 2268 in the Prime Universe. Well, the mut- happens. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> while the mutiny was ultimately unsuccessful, Captain Forrest had no choice but to continue on the mission because Archer had stuck the helm to autopilot. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, because so- he really wanted to investigate the Tholians, and Forrest thought it was just a crazy idea. Yeah.
1: Right, and then I believe Admiral Black told him to uh, continue on the mission.
0: Yeah, he was intrigued by what Archer had to say, so there was a lot of deception involved in the Mirror Universe. A lot of backstabbing. Definitely. Definitely.
1: So uh, Archer tried to use the Defiant in a grab for power, intending to replace the Emperor, but was betrayed and killed by Hoshi Sato, Mm -hmm. uh, who declared herself Empress. Uh, However, remains unclear if... Uh, Sato actually established herself as empress or if the Defiant played any further role in the mirror universe I'm sure it did well one of the reasons why they're they're not sure is because technology wise by the 23rd uh, century in the episode Mirror Mirror they weren't any more advanced
0: it probably took them a hundred years just to figure out what Everything was. Where's the buttons? I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I. I this thing so keeps on flashing. 12, 12, 12, No.
1: One thing that was was pretty cool was they were definitely more advanced than the than the counterpart in our in the prime universe.
0: Yeah, they had shields, a uh, tractor beam, yep. uh, the escape the pods, escape pods,
1: which and, you also realize
2: in being a totalitarian state. You also, a lot of them, like, think about Nazi Germany again, okay? Did the, exa- exa- the example. They did a lot of scientific experimenting that was unethical and very dangerous. But in that way, throwing caution to the wind, you can create things faster.
0: Also, they probably stole a lot of stuff yes. from uh, the Vulcans. Uh, Basically, because, pirates. Yeah. Because in the in the teaser for the episode, which I loved, yep. they modified the first contact when Zephram Cochran shakes the hand with the uh, Vulcan commander. It shoots him. And, and he pulls out a shotgun and they raid his ship. Yeah. So they were already advanced 100 years before Enterprise just because of that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that teaser was so well done. Yes. It was one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. They, ju- they used they use stock footage from uh, First Contact. And yeah, just... and
0: and Cochrane pulling out the gun was like a stunt double because they just focused on the lower half. But that but was him, really good. But yeah. him,
1: him, and the actor who played the Vulcan, got paid fairly well really? to reuse that footage. Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Oh well, yeah. But,
1: yeah, according residuals. to Memory Alpha, uh, they they got paid pretty well to uh to let that scene happen again.
0: Nice. Uh, they also used the set for the Vulcan uh, ship, that mm-hmm. door, that opening. I guess it had been in storage for ten years, ever since uh, First Contact wrapped, and they still had it in storage, so they were able to use it. Awesome. So
2: it's they didn't auction it off yeah. yet.
0: Yeah. It's amazing
2: to think that was in storage for ten years. At that time, I mean,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. What... Another thing that I love about this episode was not only did we get to see the Tholians like in their full form for the first time, Mm -hmm. we got to learn more about them, but we also saw the fully realized CG Gorn. Yes. And so we got to see two classic original series aliens in a whole new light. And I thought that was amazing.
2: You know, originally they were either going to do the CGI Gorn, uh, or they were going to use Barney.
0: <laughs> I think Barney would have been a good choice.
2: I he would have been we'll a lot scarier. I Captain Archer.
0: Hello, Captain Archer. Hello, you know, Captain Archer. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Even
2: in the 22nd century, everybody hates him. <laughs> no, I thought this episode was awesome. Like just the scope of what they could do with one hour. Well it was Even a two the, part. I know that, but if think mm-hmm. about it, if they had, no no, but think of it in the two pieces mm-hmm. just themselves. Separate yeah. them. Just in an hour how much you learned in each one of them. I, I you know, that could have been
0: a movie. Oh, and another point, we got to learn about Archer's future in the prime universe. Yes, because counter archer was going through his records in the defiant. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's a screen grab of that Of Archer's profile, and we learned that he was, you know, a president of the United Federation of Planets. He was ambassador to Andoria, and we even got to find out that he died the day after the USS Enterprise 1701 launched. So he got to see See, the next Enterprise. Well, it was on the screen briefly. Yeah, but you rewinded and paused it. I I did, I did, actually, (laughs) when when I videotaped it when it first came out. But actually, because of the DVD and now the HD, people can, like, really zoom into it. But uh, Doug Drexler, who did the production design for that episode and graphic design, he actually posted that complete image on his blog so people could read it clearly. So I believe all of that's canon. Like, it was on screen. It happened.
2: You know, I think that's an homage too to um, Roddenberry because you know, after they finished, uh, he he screened Star Trek VI the night before he died.
0: Oh, I yeah.
2: I think that's an homage, but
0: oh, like Archer seeing yeah the Enterprise Enterprise before he died. died. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this episode is a total thumbs up for me.
2: Yeah, definite for me too. Uh, likewise.
0: Sadly, if a fifth season of Enterprise happened, which it obviously didn't, they were actually planning more mirror universe stories. Yeah. Yeah. So we would have seen the outcome with Hoshi and all that.
1: Uh, That would be interesting. Do you guys think that Hoshi became Empress? Or do you think they the Imperial Starfleet was able I, I, to I, destroy I'll,
2: I'll be honest with you. I think that's what happened. I think that's why Starfleet fell apart and the whole Terran thing.
1: No, okay. <laughs> the Empire was still in full swing. No, I'm swing. joking. I'm joking. All right. um, okay. I think, honestly, that firepower-wise,
2: mm-hmm. I don't think she had a shot because even with the advanced weapons, mm-hmm. she's going against all of the Empire.
1: Well, the the empire was weakened because of uh, rebel attacks. Yeah, but still, I mean, one ship against... Well, it, it did pretty well against the ships that it, it did guess. come up against. Uh, it was able to destroy every ship that yeah. came in its, its path.
2: But who's I to know if can... she didn't get killed by somebody else trying to get up the rank, too?
0: And, yeah, that could be because if we didn't see any technological increase in the Mirror Universe yeah. since that time then, you know, it probably yeah. fell apart or at least maybe both sides destroyed each other. Well, or
2: they couldn't recreate the technology themselves.
0: Until they got the Mirror Enterprise. Exactly. So maybe they used that as a plan, as a blueprint for, you know, the next line of ships in the Mirror Universe. Yeah. Mm. So they might have even skipped, like, the whole dataless class, all of that. I they think they probably would have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they might have went straight into Constitution class. Yeah. That's, so that, that's a good point. I would have liked to see more of the connection, you know, if Enterprise got a fifth season, but, you know, what's, it what's, happens.
2: If uh, Is it still alive on the Netflix
0: thing? Oh, it's, it's on Netflix. No, 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 I
2: mean <laughs> the whole idea of the fifth season.
0: Yeah, the, the campaign still out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the campaign's still going strong. I haven't
2: been able to. I mean, I saw it a probably a month ago. I, I'm just wondering if do you think they would do that if they brought it back. Do you think they would stick to what they would have done?
0: Well, there was an article on Facebook posted through the group. That Netflix is still looking to acquire new shows and new properties mm-hmm. for their original programming, and that next year they plan on donating or at least allocating a lot of their budget mm-hmm. to new programming. Nice. So the chances are getting are stronger and getting better. Yeah. That's great. I would love to see them even do a Kickstarter yeah. just to see how much interest that would generate through the fans.
2: Yeah, I would even love if they just did, like, you know how uh, other series have done it? After it goes off, like, just a small mini-series? Like, even a couple episodes or a, a movie or something like that? Where it kind of gives you more of what would have happened?
0: Yeah, I just want... I don't care if it's five, ten episodes or a whole season. I just want more Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> and all the actors have said that they would come back and do it, so... You know, they're not getting any younger, so let's make it happen. <laughs> wow, let's be nice. Hey, we're, we're all not getting younger, so. That's true. <laughs> Although I do plan on living forever, forever. so. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I, I was actually surprised when, oh, she assassinated Archer, and then twisting the knife just before he dies, she starts making out with Mayweather. Yep.
0: Yeah, which was so evil.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I loved yeah. how Mayweather was like deformed.
0: Was it Mayweather? No, I'm sorry. No, that was, it was, that trip.
2: was trip. I like how he was deformed.
0: And that was a nod to the Delta radiation yes. that Pike received, but yep. although mm-hmm. Tucker was getting it in lower doses.
1: Yep. Right, and they did have My those ra- they had those radiation monitors. Yes. Which uh, I never seen before used on Enterprise. So that that was kind of cool.
0: Again, yeah, I think was, that... The whole ship was yeah. not Toxic. really safety regulated. <laughs> well,
2: that's right. the whole thing yeah. that I was trying to get to earlier is that they advanced with certain things, but if you notice, uh, a, a state like that doesn't care about its members.
0: Right. So they're just using technology without any regards to safety. Yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah go into that, re- that reactor. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> any other comments on... Enterprise.
0: New. It was awesome. It, yeah, was awesome. Story. it was awesome. And the fact that they were able to create a whole uh, set for the bridge and recreate mm-hmm. many other parts of uh, the Defiant slash Enterprise. Series, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. The the bridge was a slight slightly modified from the Enterprise bridge. Mm-hmm. The the railing was rounded instead of being hexagonal. Do you think and they did the that chair.
2: To say it was different ship or?
1: Oh yeah, it yeah, was
0: yeah. it was because of a different ship, but either way, it's that has that bridge has never looked so good. No. Especially yeah. in HD. That looked amazing.
1: Right. And I I don't know if you noticed this. <coughs> excuse me. But the one of the crew members that was dead from the defiant, yeah, mm-hmm. when he gets turned over, his uniform it's a it's a red shirt and he has a, a Defiant patch on it, right? Yeah. But yeah. you can see the outline of the Enterprise insignia from yeah, where they Tholian had removed it. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> really? An- another yeah. interesting note, they went so far detail-wise, because in the Tholian web, all the bridge officers are dead. Yeah. They positioned, re- they repositioned all of the dead people on the In a Mirror Darkly to match exactly what was seen and their positions were in the original series.
2: Well, that's wow. that's great. I did yeah.
0: not know that. Yeah, so you can look at a side-by-side comparison, and it's exact. It's kind of weird. That's pretty sweet, actually. They, they did a good job with the details. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad they did that. Although, you could say that since their the Tholians are ripping the ship apart, that they could have like moved... Someone. Yeah. Yeah. So it it could it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but it's it's pretty cool that they tells yeah. you how much they went through to do it right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they even got the detail down to the point because in the Tholian web, Spock mentions that the captain's neck was broken because there's he's locked in a, a death grip struggle with a crew member. That's how they died. Yeah. And then to Paul notes that the captain died because his neck was broken. So they oh, there's that tie in as well. So, okay. little details like that.
1: Very
2: cool. I might have missed some shows in the history of Trek, but I have seen all the Mirror Universe because, as Aaron probably knows, I like the bad guys better.
0: <laughs> hey, they have more fun. Yes. That's true. Especially in the next episode, Mirror, Mirror.
1: Mm-hmm. By 2267, the Terran Empire was, was the dominant power in, <laughs> in the Alpha Quadrant when <laughs> James Kirk... Uhura, Scott, and McCoy from the Enterprise are exchanged with the same officers from the ISS Enterprise during a transporter uh, accident. It was due to interference from an ion storm. And they sure dis- they discovered this brutal regime, almost dictatorial in nature in its uh, command structure, and advancement through assassination was commonplace, just like in... A mirror darkly darkly a mirror darkly a mirror 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 on the wall no. so uh, during the encounter, Kirk convinced the counterpart of his first officer, Spock, that the empire could not sustain itself, and indeed, Spock predicted that in its current form, the empire had approximately two hundred and forty years before
0: total collapse. Which we see in Deep Space Nine. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But we'll get into that in another episode. Indeed. So this episode was
1: pretty cool. We see a lot of uh, new technologies that we didn't see before.
0: Yeah, I like that Mirror Mirror was able to take what we thought was familiar Mm -hmm. and completely change it on its head.
1: Right, because I know I didn't expect what I saw in this episode to happen.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really good episode. Mm-hmm. So what kind of technological things were changed?
1: So Scott mentions that the components were slightly different, but basically the same. Mhm. Uh so he was able he was able to make modifications that he needed to make in the episode, but there were guards everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> The whole universe was really paranoid. Like everyone yeah. was there were security guards everywhere, there was checkpoints, you know, people were backstabbing each other. Yeah. I mean, literally. it was yeah, literally and figuratively.
1: Each uh, each officer had a phaser and a knife
0: mm-hmm. that they
1: carried with them.
0: Well, and they were they were pretty much armed at all times. Yeah.
2: You would have they were be. they were always in a state that's what you have with the totalitarian system you're always worried that you're gonna be attacked and you're always attacking other people because you're trying to take over more space exactly exactly you can't have my ball that's my ball but I'll take your ball
0: and then I'll kill you for it yeah <laughs> that's how that's how the mirror I'll of... take
2: your grand... I'll take I'll take your uh girlfriend what whoa, whoa Don't. well that's that... what happened with Witch McCall, didn't it
1: Archer
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. The the captain's woman, which even Kirk had one. or mirror universe mm-hmm. Kirk had one,
1: and oh, in the regular yeah. universe he had yeah, many. Yeah, he did. I
0: mean. <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant uh, Moreau.
2: Yeah, Moreau.
1: Yeah, and she was on both the mirror universe and the prime universe. Uh, which,
0: which was so funny because at the end of Mirror Mirror when Kirk gets back to his Enterprise and he sees her, it's like he's seeing her for the first time. And then when the credits start like right before the – he like goes over and starts talking with her. Yeah. I'm like, Kirk, you mac daddy.
2: That's, uh, <laughs> How would you like to dress in a half, t- a half uniform?
0: <laughs> <laughs> with a midriff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But she was pretty devious in the mirror universe, uh-huh. just like uh-huh. kind of like Hoshi was.
1: Right, and one of the interesting things about the episode is that they feature a species. I believe it's pronounced Halcon. Oh, and the
0: no, the uh, Halconans.
1: Oh, the the planet is Halcon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their planet is rich in dilithium, and that's why both. Prime and Mirror Universe were at this planet. Mm-hmm. At the same time. At the same time. Uh, obviously, in the Prime Universe, they were discussing trading um, with them. To, right. And in the Mirror Universe, they were—they basically said, give it to us or we'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And we'll take it. Either way. Right. But these people in both universes... I don't like using that
2: that phrase, these people... <laughs>
1: uh, they were peaceful in yeah. both, which you we don't see in at least in Deep Space Nine. You never see, you don't see that. It seems like every species is hostile. So
0: Whereas these, these guys must have been the ultran, the ultimate like neutral party. If they're so they're neutral that in, yeah. that in both universes they're peaceful, it's, yeah, right. or you know just. Not these, taking a side. These guys just can't get pissed off.
1: <laughs> Which I, I kind of infer that the Vulcans were peaceful still.
0: It seemed, it seemed like they were more logical to the point of... I don't know. I think they were jaded because the humans basically conquered them. Mm-hmm, right. And so they were just logical and ruthless, but in ruthless in a logical way. I mean, they still had their... Yeah emotions in check
2: if you think right. about it if you think about it and put it in an enterprise type way if you think about how the the people in the, Feder- in the federation starfleet felt about Vulcans originally i think that's how Vulcans feel about the terrans in the mirror universe
0: yeah that's a good because point. of being
2: controlled basically or held down
0: yeah just like the humans were in yeah. our
1: timeline yeah
0: cool yeah good point I just like that all the characters, we got to see their personalities to the extreme. Mm-hmm. We got to right. see Sulu, Chekhov, all of them act completely different, and right. it was really disturbing in a way, and that's why I think that the Mirror Mirror episode is so highly effective as a great classic episode.
1: Right, to, to see Chekhov uh, try to assassinate Kirk in the episode... Mm-hmm. I, I When I first saw that, I was like, wow, that yeah, is insane. Yeah,
0: he, had, he had some balls. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: whereas the Prime checkoff is kind of wish-washy in some instances. Well, he's more timid.
0: Yeah, in, in uh, Yeah, I think that's it. He's more timid.
2: Timid, yeah. He wouldn't have yeah. ever did that in the Prime.
0: No, yeah. I mean, and like the,
1: just the, the grin on his face as he has Kirk pinned down and he thinks that he's going to win. And then one of his henchmen turn on him. It's it's uh, interesting to see.
0: Yeah, well I, th- I think it's a great episode.
1: Yeah. Cool. And, and then we have we have Sulu with the scar on his face. Yep. Yeah. You
2: know what I would have liked to have seen? How do the tribbles figure in the mirror <laughs>
0: universe? They have teeth. I don't, yeah. <laughs> don't know.
2: <laughs> they're not furry. They're actually bald.
0: Yeah. They're they're bald and they have teeth. Um. I don't know. <laughs> Or they I all have f- goatees. I had had figured
2: they would like. feel like Brillo. <laughs> and, and they die pregnant. When <laughs> I
1: don't know so, how that works. <laughs> uh, mo- moving on to uniform design. I the like uniform- all of them. You like all of them? Love them. Me too. <laughs> so, uh, There's no disagreements on that one. <laughs> so the, the male uniform in 2155 is basically the standard uh, navy blue jumpsuit that we've seen in the Prime Universe. With a few changes, uh, there's the Terran Empire insignia, worn on the right shoulder. Mm -hmm. Then we have the assignment patch, which the Enterprise had a different assignment patch. In the Mirror Universe it had, like, two swords Mm -hmm. uh, in it, crossing, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The rank insignias were uh, on the
2: Epless. 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 Yes. Yeah. They're not actually pips. They're actually more
0: humanoid, M- if you think yeah, about it. More militaristic, yeah. like from a human standpoint. From 20th yeah.
2: century military practices.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then they also wore their medals on their left breast and shoulder brace. Aaron
0: said breast.
1: <laughs> uh, female uniforms were a slightly different drifts. No, just kidding. <laughs> so the Mid-drifts. the shirt, uh, well, the upper part of the of the uniform, uh, had a drift, so it was separated uh, from the from upper the part rest, of the from uniform from the pants. Okay. Uh, and they also had um, shortened uh, sleeves. Yes, I didn't get that part though. Uh,
2: Women I don't deserve pot. full <laughs> sleeves.
1: What? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't. Uh, know. I don't know. Putting women down. I don't
1: hate the uniform.
0: Maybe it's more feminine. Mm. I, I suppose so. Shows more skin. Who knows? What I don't
2: understand, and this shows you that really these were designed in two different times that were backwards as compared to the actual chronology of the show. Women have pants. Yeah. And then well, they go to skirts.
0: <laughs> well, well, it kind of reflects the original series, Enterprise, of the original series. Yeah, anyway. I know. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But I'm just, you know, what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Whereas
2: in our history, it went
1: the other way around. Yeah. Eh. You know, fashion sense changes mm-hmm. centuries, I guess. So, they also had a
2: phaser, didn't they, on the side?
1: Oh, yeah, they were armed to the, armed teeth. To the they had, teeth. They yeah. had a phaser and, and a and the knife, knife. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the uniforms in Mirror Mirror, so in 2267, uh, the standard officer's uniform uh, was black trousers with division color, red, blue, gold uh, tunic, uh, the insignia of the Terran Empire was worn on the right breast. Decorations and medals were worn on the left breast. Uh, female uniforms... Uniform. <laughs> Uniform. <laughs> Uniform.
2: Uniforms.
1: Uniforms were simpler, with a skirt and top combination, but a yeah, bare midriff again.
2: The top, though, was much smaller.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it really was. It was like a, was
2: like a sports <laughs> bra.
1: The uh, the rank insignia was displayed as a gold Braid on the female uniform tops, and command oh. officer jackets and vests, had uh, on the arms. and and sleeves. Yeah, had the stripes on the
0: arms. See, I never else? really, I never really noticed that when I watched yeah. the original series. Like, because it makes sense they don't have sleeves, so yeah. They where else are you gonna put the show? Yeah, but I really <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't. I really didn't notice that until now.
2: We're gonna tattoo it across yeah. their bellies. No.
0: <laughs> no
1: don't uh,
0: no, yeah. No one wants so, that. No. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, it was it was interesting, and they also had uh, kind of like a, a fancy little belt. The sash. S- yeah, it's a sash. Yeah,
2: golden yeah. sash.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which uh, I could, I don't really care too much. Yeah, could it.
0: Yeah, yeah um, could have left it. Uh, it really didn't add anything. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Kirk's uniform was slightly different. It had he had more of a vest. Uh,
2: sleeveless
0: i think it was like, for
2: he, that oh, special that special uniform he had in the in the prime uniform I'm at the prime yeah, that's,
0: that's what I was gonna say like yeah. kind of greenish captain's jet or Just, captain's yeah, uniform yeah kind like the wrap around of that
2: yes yeah, the wrap around yeah without arms
0: <laughs>
2: right and then Which, spock's uh, and Spock's version the first officer was more like a dress
1: uniform right it was a ja- like the jacket
0: yeah mm. oh yeah that's true which oh. which which was cool. They had good fashion sense in the mirror universe. <laughs> totally. Or did they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. And It was interesting to see uh, the the, the back and forth, uh, how they go between the prime universe and the mirror universe. How uh, the mirror universe Kirk was seemed totally insane.
0: Uh, yeah, and yeah. that's why that that was so funny because that's why Spock was immediately able to detain them and mm-hmm. he knew something was wrong instantly because they just started freaking out like this is my ship. Ah, what's different? Ah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas whereas our Kirk was a little smarter and like, okay guys, let's let's play this cool and you know yeah. try to figure us out. So right. they were kind of playing along for yeah. it.
2: So why the hell do you have a beard?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but his <laughs> when they did that shot and Kurt kinda goes like, Whoa? like, yeah. like uh oh. Something's immediately different. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't grow he didn't grow that in the two hours I was yeah. on the planet.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what gave it away? Yeah, I don't know.
1: So getting into some uh pretty barbaric technology in this universe, they have Agni booths which were capable of stimuli, which we learn in the enterprise they showed showed it in uh, the original series yeah but we learn more about the mechanics of it in enterprise so it's capable of stimulating the pain center virtually any humanoid a synaptic scan calibrates it for each species to overcome the limitation of more traditional forms of punishment in which the nerve uh, nervous system becomes overwhelmed Uh, Resulting in the brain becoming desensitized to the pain. Uh, The booth's sensors continually, continually, Continually? (laughs) continually? (laughs) shift (laughs) uh, to uh,
2: different sites of stimulation. Yeah, to
1: different nerve clusters uh, to keep the subject in a constant state of agony. And I can just imagine that this somebody's agony. Yeah, this is terrible.
0: An interesting production note, when they filmed Tucker being in the agony booth in Enterprise, Mm -hmm. he was acting in so much pain that it made the entire filming crew uncomfortable to watch. Really? That was a little tidbit that I read from Memory Alpha. That's that's amazing. That's good acting. acting. Yeah, his acting was so good, they're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable to watch. Is he really in pain? Yeah, I mean, but I, he did such a good job that I think he did an even better job of showing the agony booth than what they did in the original series. Right. That was completely brutal.
1: Yeah, it was... I mean, obviously, you know, that shows his acting skill. He's <laughs> a great actor. Uh, probably better than uh, <laughs> uh, Chekhov, uh, I suppose. I can't remember his real name.
0: <laughs> uh so, even they were so cruel that an agony booth wasn't enough. They mm-hmm. created the agonizer. Well,
2: why would you want to have to carry that whole booth around with you when you could <laughs> That's put true. it in a pocket?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, this is like the portable version of the agony booth. And oh, nice. it's a small devo- device which. Divorce. <laughs> devo- <laughs> I'm catching errands. <Aaron> <laughs> Divorce. <laughs> That's all, folks. Porky. <laughs> but it's basically, it's basically a mini agony booth. You yeah. can just point it at someone and they collapse in pain. And then you take them to the agony booth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that would stink. That would so suck. Uh, I was reading on Memory Alpha that uh, in one of the novelizations of the next generation in the Merry Universe, yep. they incorporate the agonizer into the communicator.
0: Oh, Jesus. Oh.
1: So if you touch your chest? Uh, no.
0: <laughs> no, they, they could probably deliver the pain through the communicator. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of horrifying.
1: Right, because c- in yeah. the in the episode Mirror Mirror, the agonizer, you have it in like a clip, and then you take it out. Like Spock ordered, I believe it was Kyle. He ordered Kyle to give him his agonizer. Mm-hmm. so that he could place it on his chest to punish him for uh, the miscalibrations of the transporter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: basically you have to carry your own weapon that's used against you?
0: Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Very nice. It's yeah, like going out weird. to the
2: backyard and getting a stick off the tree.
0: The Except end, that you, you have to it. carry the stick <laughs> around <laughs> yeah, until <forever>. your parents <laughs> take the stick from you and beat you with it. Let
1: me just give it to you. Yeah. Okay. You can.
0: <laughs> I love the Mirror Universe, it's crazy. <laughs> uh.
1: and, and next, we have the... Tantus. Tantalus. field. Uh, so it's a device aboard the ISS Enterprise in the Mirror Universe, uh, which could be used to monitor and eliminate enemies from existence with the touch of a button. <laughs>
0: um, here's an interesting note. What the producers of Enterprise wanted to visit mm-hmm. in the Enterprise 5th season... They actually wanted to get William Shatner. They were actually in talks with him during the fourth season to get William Shatner to appear and do this like mirror universe crossover. And the way they would do it was that the Tantalus field, we come to find out, is actually a gateway to a penal colony in our universe. But it also sends them back in time. So the Enterprise in our universe, the NX-01, would have come across this penal colony and find and the and find the mirror universe Kirk.
2: That would have been awesome.
0: Yeah. So that was kind of like this behind-the-scenes explanation for the Tantalus field. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not canon, so...
2: Right. That would have been awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it would definitely have been interesting to see that. Uh... He'd look like his character on Priceline.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, I, For I me, guess he'd have yeah. the
2: beard. No, he didn't have a beard. No, but he would now.
0: But he, yeah, he would. So, uh, mirror universe awesome. Kirk would have a goatee. Uh, a goatee. I guess That'd so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah, go. Yeah, we'll
2: yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, you sound like John Lovitz. We're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's ticket.
1: <laughs> so, moving on to the next section. The subspace channels. Somebody open them.
0: Well, we didn't, get a, we didn't get a lot of hailing frequencies on no. the subspace channels. Uh, from Twitter, at Tross underscore 4096 said Garrick. No explanation, but I guess he really liked near-universe Garrick. But who doesn't love Garrick? Either way. Either way,
1: yeah. In, in any universe.
0: Garrick. In any universe. And then the only other answer we got was from our infamous... Awesome commenter, Clive Burrell. He said, So, favorite mirror character? You'll probably get a lot for Kira and Garrick, I guess. Well, we didn't get any, but thanks. (laughs) Yeah, we
1: got one. We got (laughs) one. one. We got one. You'll probably get
2: half of this.
0: (laughs) He said that Nana Visitor was nearly better at playing Kira's alternate self than her main character. She was truly the polar opposite of Kira in every sense and made the mirror universe worth watching. The costume, the moves, the actions, were all something else entirely and looked like Visitor had a lot of fun doing these episodes, Mm -hmm. and everything was accentuated that little bit further so that we loved the Intendant while finding her totally repulsive at the same time. Andrew Robinson's Garrick, on the other hand, was more of a darker extension of his normal character. It was as if this was the Garrick that might have been like if his role in the Obsidian Order hadn't come to abrupt end. Devious, self-preserving, and exceptionally slimy. It also worked because the character was Kira's nemesis to some extent throughout all the mirror encounters. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to say, "If you want to talk, three. yeah, if <laughs> if you want to talk about the reasons the mirror universe cocked it up, there's a UK expression: <laughs> look no further. Yeah, look no further than Mirror Vic and Mirror uh, Terrible. Terrible." Anyway, how could these guys just happen to be in the same places as their Prime Universe counterparts at the same time? So I guess he means their positions in yeah. Bajoran society. So, yeah. Clive has a point there. That's true. So what is what are your guys' favorite Mirror characters?
1: Aaron, I'm going to go with Archer.
0: Mirror or, Archer? Mirror Archer. Really?
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting how he he thirsts for power he wanted to become more than he was and then how he kind of starts to go a little crazy where he sees kind of. uh the his counterpart in in our prime universe kind of like saying you know what i would have gone on that away mission and i would have done that i would have done this yeah. so that he's he basically wants to you know become better than
0: His mirror counterpart.
1: Yeah, his counterpart in the Prime Universe. Mm.
0: And it's interesting because no other mirror universe character had that intimate knowledge of their counterpart's future or present. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like he went mad at trying to outdo himself, which is kind of crazy. I'm not a
2: captain, yeah.
0: How about you, Marty?
2: For me, I'd have to agree with Clive. Kira.
0: Intendant Kira?
2: Kira, yeah. Because... And I, it almost seemed like you took everything out of my mouth that I would have said about this, but it did almost seem like she was like, that was her favorite part of the role instead of, you know, just the Kira part, the prime Kira. And I think, I mean, personally, I think she enjoyed it way too much. I think that's why. Uh, if I had to pick other than what he had already said, because, you know, it's already up there, I would have said the Wolf character. Mm. Because the whole Klingon. Cleon-Cardassian
0: alliance. Uh, the Cleon-Cardassian alliance. Alliance, yeah.
2: That was interesting because I don't think anybody had really ever thought of it, thought of that before that point. So that, no, character, was... that character was quite new. A different, you know, a whole different background.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, wh- a wharf that didn't even join Starfleet because there was no Starfleet.
2: Yeah, Exactly.
0: He was completely Klingon.
2: Yeah, and that was also modified by the fact that his geopolitical sphere was they also controlled and were in a a, a union with the Cardassians.
0: My favorite Mirror Universe character would be Mirror Spock, Mm -hmm. even though he's not much different from his Prime counterpart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just like that despite all the crazy crap that was happening... He was able to reason with our Kirk, yep, and you know, come to see reason that, hey, maybe we can overthrow this empire, and maybe Vulcans can have a chance so yeah. i I like that in the end, even though he was the opposite of Spock. He He was still Spock and he helped our captain anyway. So I I like Mirror Spock. Can I tell you this? I had always helps
2: (laughs) Yeah, I had always wanted to see what Spock would look would be like in the next generation in a mirror universe one. Because if you think about it, he lives for you know, in the next generation, he lived he lives far into that into that series, obviously. Right. And he's an ambassador in that, but I'd love to see what the mirror universe Spock had done with
1: himself. I believe he became emperor. Really?
2: Yeah. I, I was so. reading. I think, right. I
1: think I was reading that on Memory Alpha. He became emperor, and started a bunch of reforms, which yeah, ended which up leading to the downfall. Fall.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then the. Because in that universe, the thing gets Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Fair I would it. have
1: liked to have seen that character. You know. Yeah, me too. I was just just thinking. Uh-oh. I wonder how the Romulan Star Empire would be in this universe. Would that's they good. be peaceful? Would they be bad guys still? Would, would they the have Remans not have even left over? Vulcan? Maybe they didn't even leave Vulcan. Maybe uh, the
2: Remans would have
0: taken over all of the Romulan society. Well, they were never really mentioned in any of the mirror... Mere...
1: I know, that. that's why it, it leaves me Maybe wanting to, to know uh, like what happened. I mean, if... In our universe, uh, sorry, in the prime universe, they the are they're pretty bad. Mm. Right? Yeah. So that's a good if, question. If things are usually opposite in the mirror universe, mm-hmm. does that mean that they're good?
0: Maybe Vulcans act. are the aggressors. Here's yeah. kind of, yeah. uh, The other one here's the other
2: one. You guys might agree with me, but I'd love to see what a Ferengi is like in the mirror universe.
1: Don't we do we, we see that? We see but that in the Ferengi,
2: though? Huh? A pure friend? I'm mean, I'm not talking about like. You, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we,
0: we we see Quark and Quark, Red, yeah, but and I don't. kind of well, they are, but they're different. They're still opportunistic, and they're I guess, just yeah. They're just they're basically they're like their prime universe counterparts. They go where the money is. Yeah. And that's where their allegiances lie. So yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. think everything is completely opposite no. in the pure universe. I just be. think it's certain circumstances that change things wildly than what we expect. Right. So I still think there are some species that act the same or maybe have the same history. Because the divergence point s- seems to center around Earth. Mm-hmm. And Earth becoming this Terran empire. So I think the further out you get from... Yeah. The Alpha Quadrant, I think it's might be more different. normalized.
2: And the Bajorans are still being pushed down. No, just kidding.
0: Yeah, well, they are.
1: Yeah. I wonder how the Borg, if the Borg would be any different.
2: They're nice. They like to go out and do <laughs> decorating.
1: Excuse um, me. No, just kidding. Would you like to join our collective? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we don't mind if you say no. It's just, you know, it would be really cool if you would join
2: us. They're kind of like the Facebook group. No.
0: <laughs> maybe they they're, maybe they're like... Maybe they're like the Jehovah's Witnesses, of <laughs> and they just go around like, "Hey, would you like to be assimilated into our collective?" And they have oh, no, okay, okay, Hi. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Um, it's like an airplane. No, airplane.
0: no yeah. offense, no offense, any Jehovah's Witnesses that no. may be listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast, yeah. only on the Four-eyed Radio Network. But yeah, so a little disclaimer there.
2: <laughs> yeah, meditating or non-meditating? No, just kidding. I think that the borg should be in all white uniforms. Um, they should have uh, <laughs> colorful
0: tubes,
2: and uh, they should definitely have tans.
0: All right, that would be the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how Q
2: would act as well. Yeah. Well, see, that's th- there's a difference in that.
0: He both transcends
2: time, space, and dimensions. Yeah. So he is, no matter what he where he is, he's him. He's there too.
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think the continuum would span would span, span all realities. Yeah. And realities. Because he's able to show even in the next generation, he shows Picard. You know, here's what happened. Here's what might have happened mm-hmm. if you didn't get stabbed in the heart. And that is a real dimension. Yeah, yeah. So I think he would be the same. I think the whole continuum. He's will... still a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still complete. Yeah. <laughs> But that might be something something
1: interesting to expand on uh, in a, maybe another episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, I'm if if that's the case, does he go to each Picard in every universe, or does he just pick, he pick, pick his favorite? Pick his favorite
0: Picard. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, speaking of next generation, mm-hmm. what puts your quantum state into flux, Aaron? So this
1: week's Quantum State Flux, the Next Generation cast didn't get a Mirror Universe adaptation. We did, however, see the crew in a military-like state with the temporal incursion of the Enterprise C, which changed the timeline. The crew wasn't as brutal as their counterparts from the Mirror Universe would have been, but it shows us that the actors and the production staff would have been able to pull it off. Since it would most certainly have been filmed before the DS9 episodes involving the mirror universe. It could have... The mirror universe could have taken a different direction entirely. Mm. So, do either of you wish we saw a mirror universe in
2: I do, the next because generation? I do, it's like, you know... I, I, you know, it's almost like picking and choosing where you put it. Mm-hmm. I think it's an integral part of any of the series.
0: Well... In in the same line, Aaron, like I I wish the next generation got a mirror universe. It's one of the few original series concepts that they never revisited, mm-hmm. and I wish they did. I mean, they had seven years to do it. Right. But another thing is, Voyager never got a mirror universe episode, although they did have one episode that showed a mirror universe like. Voyager, but mm-hmm. it was because of these aliens having a different perspective on Voyager. Yeah. It went like years into the future, and it's kind of right. like the tales got twisted. So mm-hmm. we yeah. got to see kind of an alternate Voyager <laughs> that was mere universe-like, certainly, but it wasn't really the mirror universe. So it's kind of like
2: the next generation one yeah. was.
0: Yeah. So right. it, it, in the same way, we kind of got to see a dark take, but mm-hmm. it not necessarily was the mirror universe.
2: But you're right, and those two, I think, they could have done huge things with. Imagine what you could do in the mirror universe in the Delta Quadrant.
0: And, yeah, we could that have explored would, what that the yeah, p- loving Jehovah's Witness board would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: And eight four seven two, the other that would have been. Yeah,
0: the seven eight four two. Yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they've got
2: five yeah. legs. What?
1: I mean, that those were from a different. Dimension as well. But yeah.
2: it would have happened. It could have happened would it, the same thing at a different one. Or who knows? Same. The yeah. possibilities yeah. are
1: limitless. That's endless. true. Because anything that can happen will happen and does happen
2: no, in another I, universe. Yes, on the Starfleet of Space Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, so anything,
0: anything can, happens here. <laughs> I can tell you this, though.
2: I will tell you this. That in the Mirror Universe in Voyager, Janeway may have not broken every
1: Prime Directive. In
0: wow. every show. Well, see, the... But she, <laughs> she didn't in this universe, so...
1: But I don't think yeah. Voyager would have ended up in the Delta Quadrant in the Mirror Universe. Yeah, because it wouldn't have been a
0: marquee. And because they wouldn't have had a Voyager-class starship.
1: That is true. It would not have been an, an Intrepid-class starship at all.
0: Or Intrepid-class, might It wouldn't
2: be
1: an ISS because it's gone.
0: Well, yeah, see, because in Deep Space Nine, the Terran Empire had fallen. Mm-hmm.
2: It was the Cardassian and Klingons.
1: But if the next generation did a Mirror Universe episode before Deep Space Nine, that did things. theirs, they could have gone in a different direction, and then there could have been a uh, an ISS Voyager, but you know, a big, huge, built-up, you know, powerhouse about, of a yeah. ship. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm of,
0: glad we kind of got that one episode where there was, like, a Dark Voyager. So we kind of got a taste of that yeah. without necessarily doing that. So. Right.
2: And you got to admit, the uh, episode with uh, Enterprise C was awesome, and Next Generation.
0: It was. Yeah. Yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise. I always forget the name.
1: Which we have a supplemental episode of... Yesterday's enterprise with me and Eric Dewey. If you care to take it out, go to sfxscapepod.com. Yeah, yeah
0: Website. I think all this mirror universe talk is driving Aaron insane. That's That's true. why he's got the goatee. Didn't have That's Aaron's
1: very fun. true. The goatee. Interesting. <laughs> totally off any topic. But, see, doesn't it look like the Rebel Alliance...
0: But oh my Wars. God! It does. Yeah, I'm not it even totally looking. my O. Mike o. <laughs> Hold on. Wow, was that yeah. by choice? That's how it comes. Actually, it, it
2: does. It does. If the Rebel Alliance was connected to something that ugly.
0: Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's a low blow. Have a
2: prettier
1: face than a Wookie.
0: All right. You know why? <laughs> Just one
2: last thing on the on the on the uh, on the mirror universe. Do you uh-huh. know why the Terran Empire didn't last?
0: Because they were evil.
2: No, because the Empire didn't strike back.
0: Oh, oh.
1: snap. And on that note, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm Adi. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you next time. See
0: ya. Keep on trucking. <laughs> it's trucking time. It's trucking time. All right. Somebody open the door to this straight spot,
1: You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on Facebook.com/sfescapepod, and add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com.
0: This
2: has
1: been another great presentation by the 4Eyed Radio Network. You can find more information at fordradio.com.